You found us! Welcome to Going Against the Flow podcast, where you and your middle schooler can dive into discussing relevant topics together with us crazies. Woo! Yeah, we are in this world, but not of it. You'll be able to tell. <laughs> Bringing a bit of clarity to situations we face today by turning to what the Bible teaches. Media devices can isolate us from each other, but we want to use this podcast as a tool to connect, teach kids to live moral and faithful lives, and to have mastery over their media. Because we like to make it easy. You can find and please share Going Against the Flow on all major streaming platforms. Do us a favor, like, like subscribe, subscribe, download, and share. The podcast as that helps more people find us. Yes, four steps. Like, like subscribe, download, and share. Thank you for listening. Here we go. because it's our first ever podcast of Going Against the Flow. Yay! My name is Rachel. This is my co-host, Kyla. And it is so great to be with you. We've just gone back into lockdown, which we are not excited about. But Kyla and I have been wanting to do a podcast and to really engage and connect with other middle school pre-teens and students out there who want to go against the flow, who are not into social media and all of this nasty craziness that this generation is being sucked into. We are going against the flow and um, we just want to engage with the community and lead people to Jesus, lead people to truth and be able to connect on a podcasting uh, forum and kind of engage in that light with other people with the same like-minded interests. So, Kyla, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Hello. My name is Kyla. I like to swim, and I do swim and cross-country. Sadly, it just got canceled. Mm. Wait, 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 wait. Our first meet. I need a sad noise. (laughs) (laughs) First meet was supposed to be yesterday, but it got canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible! My favorite food is spaghetti. And a weird fact about myself is I have five fingers. (laughs) Five fingers? Yes. Okay, why don't you look at your hands right now and count how many fingers you have. Five fingers on one hand. No. <laughs> yes, on one What's this? Oh, it's a thumb. What? A thumb. <laughs> I can oh, still count as a finger. my goodness. <laughs> no. Okay, how many fingers do you have? Eight. Oh, <laughs> just like me. But that would have been a weird fact, ladies and gentlemen, if she only had five fingers. Not that that's terrible, because some people do, but Kyla is not not unique and special in that way. She actually oh. has eight fingers and two thumbs. 
Anything else you want to share? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, so anyway, we wanted to um, start this podcast because at the beginning of the last lockdown in March, I was trying to find some podcasts for us to be able to have devotions together for middle school, uh, it, like kind of more focus on the middle school age group. And there was nothing. There was... <laughs> no, that's the scary noise. Okay, <laughs> sit back down. Sit down. I'm in control of the sounds. Okay. We, um, so we were trying to find some podcasts for middle school kids. All I came across was, was teen ones. They were great, but they just weren't appropriate for her. And we would zone out. There were lots of mother parent ones. That were boring. Yeah. So we're creating this one for middle school age because they need it. And we need to connect with other kids, um, our age who, uh, aren't into social media is too it's too, it's it's terrible it's it's just they have an agenda to get kids addicted to scrolling and comparison and um just a horrible horrible thing so we're way against it and we want to try and create something new so we want to really create a place to ignite a conversation between you and your child whether it be on the way to school, well, you're not going to school anymore, but <laughs> just to have a moment in the day, in the week, where you can ignite. Kylie, do you know what ignite means? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you think about it, this word in the sentence? How no, to no, ignite you, conversation? I don't know. <laughs> Get conversation? Get it. Going? Yeah. Yeah. When you ignite a flame, ignite a candle, you light it up. So this is to start the momentum of some conversations based around the truth, and and, but that's going to be appropriate for today and appropriate for the age of your child, middle school age. (laughs) Today, introduction of the topic is... of community, especially since we are now going to go back into isolation. We're going against the flow and we're talking about community and how important it is. So Kyla, why don't you give us some fun facts to do with this? Okay, well, one fact is in England, finding a spider in your wedding dress is considered good luck. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Got another one? never happened to me because I... Yeah. <laughs> the world's population of spiders. Oh, another spider one. Weighs as much as 500 Titanic. Say that one more time. The world's population of spiders weighs as much as 500 Titanic. <laughs> the world's population of spiders weighs as much as 500 Titanics. Yes. That's gross. What does that have to do with friendship? (laughs) (laughs) I gave you this task of finding fun facts to do with community and friendship. The spider community? Tie it in somehow. I don't know, I guess. I guess you have to be friends to get married and then you find a spider in your dress. (laughs) But I have one more. Oh, what's it? Okay. (laughs) This one's not going to be related to spiders at all. What about friends? No. Oh. Well... I guess, but you can buy perfume for your dog. Oh, what would you want? We have two dogs. What what kind of perfume would you want for them? They're both girls, so that would work. I don't know. 
They wouldn't like good smelling perfume. No, because they like rolling in poop <laughs> all the time and they think that's their perfume. They're a little confused. <laughs> oh, so anyway, why did God make spiders, insect and creepy things? Why do you think that is? Off the topic, but just throwing it out there. <laughs> why do you know. think God made spiders and creepy things? Do you think they serve a purpose? Yeah, I mean, I guess spiders eat well, spiders eat other insects that God made, though. <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, because Spider- spiders catch flies so and God mosquitoes. God made a murderer then. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's let's go back to friends. <laughs> well, maybe we'll tackle that another day. But basically, yeah, human beings are God's grandest creation. And the most complex and intricate. We are special because we are made to be like God and have a relationship with Him. Um, but God made creepy things too, and spiders. You're, what are you saying to me? Say it <laughs> no, out loud on the microphone. What? Ash is drinking out of the toilet. <laughs> Our dog Ash is drinking out of the toilet. Okay. Thank you. I hope they can't hear that on the podcast because that's the gross sound. Stop. Question time. Our questions are going to be based around friendship. First of all, what are the qualities of a good friend? They're kind. Yeah. Um, they look out for you. <laughs> <laughs> they listen to you. Yeah. Kind of like a dog. <laughs> dogs are kind. They look out for you. They listen Some to dogs. Us. Most of them, they, this one listens to everything I say. <laughs> All right. I've got here that they're honest, they're accepting, they're low maintenance, non-judgmental, loyal, respectful, and trustworthy. So uh, I'm sure many of you out there have good friends and have bad friends and have been good friends and have been bad friends to people. And I wanted to, for us, to share some examples of being a bad friend. So I'm going to go first. Kyla really doesn't want <laughs> to put out her dirty laundry. Um, oh, by the way, I'm from England. I was born in England and grew up there and uh, moved to America when I was about 15. And so Kyla is my daughter, but she's got an American accent. She was born and raised here. And funnily yep. enough, my mum is from um, Ohio, Michigan. So she's got an American accent. So it was like... Went back and forth. Um, qualities of being a good friend. Now, I was not a good friend <laughs> when um, I must have been about 10, I think 10 years old. There was a girl in my class. She had the equivalent of um, calico critters. Kyla, don't draw. I had them. Don't draw because I think they can hear you drawing. Oh. Okay, stop doodling. Listen, pay attention, middle school girl. Um, I had, uh, in England, they, I think they called them Sylvanian families. Here they call them calico critters, those little animals. Or little woodsies. Little woodsies. Oh, yeah, little woodsies. So this girl in my class, she had loads and loads and loads of them. And she was more of a quiet girl, didn't have many friends. Um, but we got to be really good friends and hang out and stuff. And I really... I, she would come to school and sneak little calico critters in her bag and give them to me just out of a gesture of 
of kindness kindness yeah and she would say you know you you can have this little bunny and like bring it back next week and so that's what we did for a while and then I kind of something came over me I don't know what it was but I I basically blackmailed her and I said I won't be your friend anymore if you don't give me all of your calico critters and yeah and she was she wanted to be my friend and what a horrible person I was that she wanted to be my friend but she wanted to be my friend and that day after school we got a knock on the door and I looked out the window and I saw it was this girl's mum. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no. I'm going to be in big, such big trouble. And um, my mum went to the door. I ran upstairs. I was already crying because I knew what was going to happen. I can't, and mum, <clears throat> can't remember the exact details of everything that happened. It was so long ago now, <laughs> almost 30 years ago. But she said, Rachel... What happened at school? What's going on with this little girl? And I confessed everything and I was in tears. I knew it was a horrible thing to do. I blackmailed her. What? Sad. Oh, the sad noise. Oh, I've lost. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> it is. Um, but I had. Um, oh, here's a sad noise. <laughs> okay we still need to work on this yes we still need to work on this um and I felt terrible I felt more terrible about being caught at that time but then I realized what a horrible friend that I had been and treated her so badly and um I gave back all the calico critters that so you I had. used her for the calico critters I did and that's that is wrong but I'm telling you now I confess now the lesson that I learned was how nasty that was and how I I would never ever want um you want you to feel that way I wouldn't want a friend to treat you that way I wouldn't want a friend to treat me that way and there were other instances in my life when I did feel used as well so it came back around but the point is is that we can't use our own selfish motives to treat people a certain way. And it was it was just devastating. This girl was in tears because she felt like she was going to lose me as a friend, even though I wasn't a good quality friend. <laughs> but she was trying to please me. So um, any examples for you, Kyla, about ways that you've been treated, where you've treated others? Well, the way I have been treated, I have a story for that. You don't want to share the story that you said earlier that you didn't want to share? No. You I, haven't changed? God hasn't changed your heart? I don't want to share that story. Do you want to be honest? I don't want to share that story. I'm sharing <laughs> the one that I want to share. We were in science class, and I was at a table with four other girls, and we just we were switching tables, and we went we went to our table, and like our table traveled with us, so I was traveling with this girl. You're going to different stations? Yes, okay. stations, yeah. And we, I was traveling. We were all traveling together. And then I, we were writing something because of the station. We were writing something down. And then I think I was about to write, write it down. And she just, this girl just grabbed my pencil out of my hand. And I wasn't going to say anything. And she just said, shut up. And I wasn't going to say anything. And so was this girl, would you consider her a friend or just a girl in your class? Just a girl in my class. And her, um, in the general 
opinion of everybody else. Was she a popular girl? Was she a nasty girl, mean girl? Did she have a lot of friends? She seemed kind of popular. Did she pick on a lot of people? Yes, I would say so. She did pick up pick on some people. So she was just kind of mean-spirited and snatched the pencil out and told you to shut up without even saying anything. Yes. And you were just expected to comply. Yeah, sadly, yes. And then, because I remember this, because you came home that day and you were in tears because you didn't know how to handle this girl. And I told her that you needed to show her who was boss and show her that you're confident and you don't be treated like that. And But then the next day, she never came back to school. So I think we so, had yeah. prayed about it and you know asked the Lord to give you confidence because you teach people how they can treat you. So that is very important, especially in middle school, because people, mean people like that and bullies, they may have really dark, sad situations at home, but and they treat other people with unkindness um, because they want to feel better about themselves. So whatever her situation was <clears throat> could be something that is sad and we have compassion for, but at the same time, you need to have the confidence to teach them how to treat you, that you don't treat me like that. I have I have respect for myself and you're not gonna you're not gonna snatch things and tell me to shut up and talk disrespectfully like that. Yeah. So there are, but that leads me to the next question that can we choose our friends? You know, the Lord says that we're supposed to love our enemies, so would you have considered that girl an enemy? Yes. Do you think as a Christian that you're supposed to pursue her and make her a friend of yours? No. No? Yes, no. What do you think? How do you think you're supposed to treat her? Talking to the mic. You just have to appreciate, you have to love them, but you don't have to love their decisions, what they do, but you do have to be kind to them. You can't just be mean. Yeah, you. the Bible says to love everyone, even our enemies, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we have to make our enemies our friends yeah. and let them treat us that way. And really, when it comes to friendship, we need to love God first, and He has made us in His image, and so we need to love ourselves because we are mm-hmm. creations, what He made. So we love ourselves, we respect ourselves, and in respecting ourselves, we can choose who we're going to have in our lives, who's going to influence us, who we're going to have an impact on. And we need to choose people and pray that God puts people in our lives who are going to love Jesus and lead us to Him, especially when we're struggling, having hard times, going through difficult situations at home um, or with other friends. We want to have friends that point us to Jesus and are going to pray for us and steer us the right way and encourage us to make the right choices. Um, Why don't you read... Hebrews 10, 24. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Very good. <laughs> so, um, that last line, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. What do you remember spur, that word spur? What does that mean, that last sentence? How do we spur one another on toward love and good deeds? What does that mean? I don't know. 
Spur. Do you remember well, that yeah, picture? Spur. Spurs on the cowboy's boots, but you don't have to like. I don't know, because <laughs> the spurs kick the horse, so you're supposed to kick something. <laughs> what do you? Spur means you want to have people in your life who are going to guide you the right way. So, say a horse is in a race or trying to get away from a predator, and the cowboy, <clears throat> or they're trying to chase a robber, like in the old days when yeah. cowboys and Policemen were on horses. They had spurs on the back of their boots to kick and dig into the horse so the horse would just go fast and go yeah. in that right direction. So we're spurring each other on cons- mm-hmm. toward love and good deeds. We want people to do the right thing. We want to encourage them. We want to swerve them in the right direction, get them on the good path, mm-hmm. make sure they're not going the bad way, not choosing the wrong things, but going the right way, going against the flow of yes. everybody else, what everybody else is doing. I'm going to read one more verse, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 14 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Those are some of the things that we talked about having a good quality of a friend. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. (sighs) Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance. If you have, if you are angry towards somebody for doing something, you forgive them. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Yes. So we're supposed to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Really, we are supposed to be good friends to others. And that's what's going to draw those good people of good character toward us, people who are following Jesus. When we show friendliness, we show compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience with others. That's going to have a strong impact on other people. That's going to lead people to Jesus. That's going to attract um Attract good people in our lives. Have you had any examples of that? Have you found good friends by being a good friend? Yes. All right, we're going to move into another segment called What the Professional Says. What the Professional Says. Can you sing with me? What the professional says, what the professional says, what the professional says today. The website for New York University's Child Center at Langone Medical Center. This is a lady with a PhD called Alice Pope. She says this, listen, listen, listen. Friendships are not just a luxury. They are a necessity for healthy physical. Psychological development. (laughs) Psyche, it's your brain. It's important to have friends for your brain. You listening, Kyla? Yes. Okay, you're playing with your toes. (laughs) Listening to. Friendships are important in helping children develop emotionally and socially. They provide a training ground for trying out different ways of relating to each other. Through interacting with friends, children learn the give and take of social behavior in general. They learn how to set up rules, how to weigh alternatives, how to make decisions when faced with dilemmas. They experience fear, anger, aggression, and rejection. They learn how to win, how to lose, what's appropriate, what's not. They learn about social standing and power, who's in, who's out, how to lead and how to follow, what's fair and what's not. 
They learn that different people in different situations call for different behaviors, and they come to understand the viewpoints of other people. That last line about they learn friendships and other people and social situations help you learn how to respond with different behaviors. So, with if you were to go back to that situation with that girl in your science class, if she would have showed up the next day at school, how would you have approached it? What would you have done differently? If she did the same thing, if she snatched that pencil out from you again and without you even having a comeback, without her saying anything, she just said, shut up. I'm taking this pencil and I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm writing all over my paper whether you want it or not. I would probably grab her paper and then tear it. Oh, <laughs> is that what Jesus would do? No. So what would you do? Tell her to give it back or else. Or else what? <laughs> I'd just say or else. Okay. <laughs> would you want the teacher to intervene maybe? Yeah, but then I would be called a snitch. Not like I already am called a snitch. People already called you a snitch because you do Tell the right people. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't care, do you? Because you have the confidence no. to do that. You want people to like you, but not to your expense where people are going to treat you mean and tell you to shut up and you can't tell anybody and keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Because that's what it's about. It's about vocalizing, having the confidence to voice what you're feeling if you and to be heard and having that power. And if everybody else is telling you to shut up, you're a snitch. You can't say nothing. Say, I don't care what you say. This is wrong. I'm standing up for truth. I'm standing up for the light. I do not deserve to be treated this way. This person doesn't deserve to be treated this way. This person does not deserve the space to treat people that way. And it needs to be corrected. So you stand up for truth. You stand up for what's right. All right. It's time for hypothetical situation. Hypothetical situation. Hypothetical situation. Hypothetical. Do you know what that means again? Um, to it's not happening, but we're pretending like it is happening. Yeah, you got it. She learns. This is the situation, and it goes, it's for a mom, mm-hmm. and this is the situation for a mother, but I want you to weigh in on it as well. Okie dokie. Your daughter has had the same compatible bestie since the second grade. Okay. Okay. The girls are now in middle school and suddenly her friend seems to be growing up at lightning speed. She has a smartphone. She uses social media and is permitted to engage fully with pop culture. Your daughter has a traditional cell phone with limited texting. What does it sound like? Sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> you have a traditional cell phone with limited text. You don't have any social media. You got you don't have a smartphone because you're how old? Well, exactly. 12 year olds don't need a $500 phone. (laughs) You believe she is too young for social media and you also put limits on her media consumption. Your rules are impacting the friendship because your daughter doesn't have access to the culture the way her bestie does. They're starting to drift apart and your daughter feels lonely and sad. Oh, no, (laughs) that's the wrong sound. (laughs) Okay. So the friends are drifting apart because one has social media and she thinks she's the bomb because, and then the other girl doesn't and she's sitting there lonely. So what do you think? <clears throat> Should 
the 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 mom doesn't want to see her parent her kids suffer or be excluded or be lonely, so should she just go along with what the other friend? No, no, <laughs> you shouldn't. Why shouldn't you? Why do you think that should not happen, Kyla? As the as the friend who has limited <laughs> access on your phone and you can just text friends. Why you've experienced this? Okay, okay. I, I'm just telling. <laughs> I'm just excited about this question because this is mute and me go okay what do you think well i say no because there is bad things on social media and things that 12 year olds don't need to see yeah and do you think you can find other friends even though this has been your friend since second grade she is now yeah they change for the better and they change for the worse and who knows she may come back around and be like man that's been so terrible for my life and my world and everything but the point is you don't necessarily want to allow access to media you don't you know you may even believe it's harmful but if the trade-off is a lonely daughter you allow things that are contrary to your values and then that's not what you want to do. You want to stand firm in your values. You want to yeah. stand firm in what you feel compelled to do, what you feel is best, how you want to protect your kids. And there, and just pray, intercede. There are people who are in the same boat as you. They're in the same situation as you, facing this whole pop culture that everybody wants to be a part of that's just trash. And you just need to um, let your kid know that, yeah, this is hard, but it's, it is – more beneficial to go the hard way and to go against the flow and what everybody else is doing because what your decisions are, are there for her best interest, even though they seem hard to accept. Um, but finding other friends will be easy because they'll be the kids who aren't looking down at a smartphone. Oh, yeah. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening today. We love you. We're excited to go on this journey with you. Go against the flow. Goodbye. Goodbye. We'd be so grateful if you could share us with all the families you know who have middle school kids. We all need support and will benefit from Christ-centered teachings. We also have a Facebook page for us parents to connect. Search Going Against the Flow podcast. Podcast. We want to be able to encourage one another, ask questions and pray for one another. You can also let us know of some more topics you'd like us to cover. Finally, we have a website with some Going Against the Flow apparel that not only looks cool but helps support us so we can Keep making relevant and fun Christ-centered podcasts. www.goingagainsttheflow.com So join our community that doesn't follow society but stands for truth. There's a lot of us out there. We just need to find one another. We'll go.